Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys in the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo yo. And Hunter. Hey, how's it going? And today we have a special guest mouse, James from Pin Pals on YouTube. What's up, pals? And today we're going to be discussing the five worst re-theme attractions at Disney Parks. So here we go. Like I just said, we're going to be discussing the five worst re-themed attractions at Disney Parks. Now, I'm going to be honest, we went through this list pretty exhaustively and researching just because, uh, you know, like we, we all make fun of like when Disney does something wrong, but it occurred to us when we did the best um, re-themes that actually there's way more best ofs than there are worst, which, uh, you know, kudos to Disney. I mean, I could probably list off a thousand Universal worst ones, <laughs> but um, no, I thought that was very interesting. Just wanted to bring that up at the beginning. But of course, uh, like I said, we're going to do top five. So we're going to start with number five, which is going to be Incredicoaster at Pixar Pier. Now, I know we discussed this one kind of lightly on the last episode, but Pixar Pier, I'm not going to even pretend uh, that I like this. I don't. I don't care for Pixar Pier. I don't think it was a necessary IP re-theme. And Incredicoaster honestly took one of my favorite coasters at Disney Parks and they just threw a theme on top of it that just is unnecessary and that's what it comes down to and that's what it makes me mad about Incredicoaster is it's like, you know, the whole thing of a re-theme is you have to write it and be like, did this need to happen? Is this ride better? And does this add to it? And Incredicoaster Ultimately, I'm just like, it doesn't add anything because it's the same coaster just with random static figures inside of it. It's kind of like, and I hate to say it, but it's kind of like Swiss Family Robinson to the Tarzan Treehouse. It's like, you really didn't add anything to this. You just put some static IP figures in it to make me go, I guess it's new. The one thing that I am disappointed about is the two things. The Neil Patrick Harris, when it says like, five, four, three, two, one. That's the one thing I do miss. And plus the music too. I did for I, yeah. I forgot about we lost Neil Patrick Harris's uh, countdown. I will say that's one thing I do like in this. I do like the dash thing with water shooting up, but then it does create concepts that doesn't make sense where it's like I don't see him, so it's like weird. <laughs> and you only really get the effect at night because at night you get the red, so you're like oh okay it's supposed to be him, but it's also one of those things where it's like you're really stretching the point of saying this is for real, this is what's going on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm stick with George on that one. The music actually is, is a huge selling point for the, the original ride. I remember too, what was it, in like the summer of 06 when they did that really cool, with the with the Red Hot Chili Peppers where they went and redid the music for uh, Rockin', <laughs> Space Mountain. Rockin' California yeah. Screamin' and Rockin' <laughs> that Space was, Mountain. That was yeah, fun, that was dude. So cool. I, I will say this right now, just uh, not to cut you off, but Definitely, that has to go down as hands down the weirdest <laughs> cross promotion ever. The no, yeah, I would still say the X Games thing would be underneath that because the Red Hot Chili Peppers thing didn't make any sense. It was just like, oh, what if we put a Red Hot Chili Peppers song on both of these rides? And it was like, why would this drive in people to this was park? I, was I asking for this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
<sighs> what a weird moment. One of the things that I would say that I was disappointed with the re-theming was, I guess I was expecting more from it. I had heard rumors that like during the tunnels you were gonna see like projections and stuff like that. So I wasn't expecting just the statues. Mm. And once I saw the statues, I was just like, oh, you literally did nothing to this ride. No, I I agree. I mean, you could have made those. You could have just put screens inside of there. I mean, I hate screens. Because oh, the one time we approved for screens, <laughs> they yeah, didn't do um, it. I'm not a fan of screens, but it's like that would have made a little more sense. But it does come down to that thing where it's you're going by so quickly that, and I can justify. I think we have too uh, in the past that the reason why they're static is because you're going by so quickly. There's no reason for them to move. But it does come off as cheap. Like yeah. it just yep. seems like a cheap retheming, something you might see at Knott's Berry Farm or Universal. I'll <laughs> no, constantly dig that <laughs> to Universal. No, I 100% agree. It's not very, I guess, Disney-ish, and I, I don't like to be setting the bar high. I don't like being one of those people that just like sets the bar high just because they are Disney. But yeah, just the fact that they're just statues yeah i mean they're the standard and we look at disney and we go oh this is the standard of what a great attraction is and then every once in a while disney's just like eh who cares how, how can we get more people to buy crap and that's why we have this list no, i'm just kidding <laughs> exactly and coming in at number four now this one is more personal uh i know anyone that's a fan of this will know we've mentioned this many times but at number four we've got Alien Encounter to Stitch's Great Escape at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom Park. Now, this is something that James and George have not seen, but Hunter and I are well-versed in the awfulness that is this changeover. So, in the early 2000s, um, actually, I think it was, like, even before that. It was, what, 94, I think? I think it's, well, like, Tomorrowland. closed down first, Yeah, I right? think it's Tomorrowland 94 in Disney World. Anyway, they do the, a retheme of Tomorrowland, and they come up with this idea because it's Michael Eisner. He's like, what if we made things more adult? Because, you know, we've got all these people saying that they don't like Disney because they're adults uh, or they're teenagers. So he was like, let's make a scary ride. So the original concept, and you can go online and watch anything about it. Uh, it's well known that the original concept, it was supposed to be Nostromo. Yep. And it was straight up going to be an alien encounter with the alien from Alien. The Xenomorph. Yep. But they de they deemed that too scary. And then at the same time, they were like, well, we're doing um, the Hollywood Studios at the time, Disney MGM Studios. And they're like, we're going to keep all that stuff over there. So they were like, you need to come up with your own thing. So they came up with excess tech. And we get this <laughs> incredibly scary and terrifying uh, bug-like creature. Yeah. This ride was in the dark. You had this incredibly terrifying moment where you could, he got into the ventilation system and you could feel the uh, alien breathing on the back of your neck. Uh, they had these little uh, arm restraints on your shoulders. Uh, you could feel him moving on top of you. And then there's a part where a maintenance guy comes in to try to turn the lights on and he gets killed. And then they had a dripping water effect on you that was supposed to be his blood dropping down from the rafters. And you're That's like, awesome. dude, it was great. And you're like, at, at the time, I was like, what, seven, eight, nine years old? I was like, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Hunter loved this ride. Our other brother, who was the one that insisted on going on it, terrified. Hated every second of it. He hated that we took him on it. Um, I will was say, his idea. 
uh, for me, the secret star, Skippy, the little oh, uh, yeah. pink, uh, kind of like pig-like character from the pre-show. I have a plush of him at home. It's one of the few things made for this ride. But yeah, basically the ride comes out, immediately it gets hate because people are like, this is way too scary to be in a Disney park. I can't take and, my family on this. Yeah, and they basically spend a while where they kind of, uh, and, and this becomes a common theme in Disney, well, especially Disney World, is where they put a ride to seasonal so that they can try to kill it off, and then ultimately they just get rid of it one day. Right. And they're just like, oh, well, we'll it didn't dump work. this. Yeah. And they change this over to a terrible attraction, which, trying to jump on the Lilo and Stitch uh, craze, the Stitch craze, the Stitch mania, I'm sure James remembers this from the early 2000s, everyone was in love with Stitch, they were trying to figure out where to shove him in, Tomorrowland was a perfect place, you had an attraction that was that you needed to get rid of, so they were like, shove him in here. Except, in perfect Disney fashion, they were doing this at the tail end of Stitch Mania, so instead it comes off as incredibly annoying, instead of being a great uh, cross-promotion uh, or synergy. Too. Yes. There's the disgusting uh, part where he eats the chili dog. It's so nasty. And then he burps in your face, yeah. and you're like, great, I've got a headache. Thanks. <laughs> uh, they did the water effect with the, him spitting at the crowd. Like, there's tons of just nasty... And it's all, like, toilet hum humor yeah, in yeah. the ride. And it was horrible. And then not to mention, for to celebrate the opening of the ride, they did... Uh, what was it? Uh, Stitches King, King yes, or whatever? Stitches King for a day. And they teepeed the castle at Disney World to do as a cross-promotion for this ride opening, which got universal hate from everybody. Yeah, because they were like, even though it was for one day, you've got families who are like, so my family's picture op was destroyed because you guys decided to throw toilet paper all over Cinderella Castle. So thanks for that. Just the, just the worst idea. That just sounds horrible. Yes. It Oh, dude, if you ever go online and watch a video of Alien Encounter, and then at the same rate, you go right into watching a ride-through of Stitch, it's like a night and day difference. You're like, dude, what happened here? Honestly, uh, I know we talked about it off mic, but, you know, as bad as I can tell you Tiki Room, Enchanted Tiki Room to uh, Tiki Room under new management is, this is like taking that and just way worse just like you put it to a thousand you're just like how can we take a ride and just make it horrible like unbearably bad yeah yeah <laughs> there's not much more to say about it it's horrible they should have never done it moving on at number three we go back to disneyland we've got honey i shrunk the audience from the 97 refurb of tomorrowland and it moved over to becoming a uh it was captain eo for a second which was okay then, uh, after Captain EO, they finally admitted that Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was not coming back, which was upsetting, because Honey, I Shrunk the Audience is definitely, like, a theater, like, show that is kind of like Lincoln. Like, that was something that we watched at least, like, once a trip. But right. then, it went to Captain EO. Then, after Captain EO, it goes through this whole horrible history of becoming a preview center for new Disney movies coming out that they can connect to Tomorrowland in some weird way, except for Aladdin. I don't know what happened there. Or uh, it was Path of the Jedi for, like, years. Right. Just sitting there for no... No one going in it just was a, you know, montage of Luke Skywalker becoming a Jedi to lead you up to Last Jedi. Uh, just a horrible idea where... They, and I get it. They were like, it's a theater show. We can't really replace it with anything. So they were like, how do we fix this? And they were like, oh, 
just throw a preview in there. But a preview is like the dumbest idea they could have done. And uh, I know we've rallied or we've railed against this before, but the idea that Disney has hit this like point where they just have dropped down and they've made these like preview center stuff, it's so awful. Because you've got one at Disney World, you've got one here at Disneyland, you've got two of them at Disneyland because you've got, um, was it the Magic Eye Theater that is Tomorrowland Theater? Right. And then you've got the Sunset showcase in dca and it's horrible it's just the idea of like oh we don't need anything in here we'll just put a preview in there if they would up, like upgrade everything they should turn into like a 4d ride like i, I just talked about this before the podcast like the is, like um like in universal like in Sh- uh, shrek 4d ride or whatever like i enjoy it like i love going in there because it's like it's it's obviously screens but like it turns into like a little ride or whatever so I feel like that's what they should do. I mean, I would go in it. So I would say this, my idea, and I know we've talked about it before, back when we used to do our little like, uh, how to uh, fix. Our, yeah, our how to fix a land. Uh, my idea is still the same, but you know, with that black box idea that we heard about with the um, idea of it being more screen based, I think they could completely change that area and make it a Wreck-It Ralph ride because you could use the screens and stuff. Uh, I know I said this when we did that episode way back in the day. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think Wreck-It Ralph is perfect. Of course, it would involve a lot of, like, changing for that area. But my thing is, like, I don't understand why they built that area the way they built it, uh, you know, recently. I think you just kind of cut down that area under there where that theater is and the entrance to uh, Space Mountain and exit. And you turn that into an attraction in itself. Because it's Disneyland, you perfectly have an attraction on top of another attraction. But you just bring back the original entrance for Space Mountain where you've got the uh, the stairwell or whatever that goes straight up to it, to the helipad. I don't know why we do this like elongated, right. ridiculous opening for Space Mountain. And what's really annoying is when, when they're like, oh yeah, we're not bringing back um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. You're like, well, part of me just wants to ask them where the thought process came from where you're like, is it costing you money to keep running this? Because I feel like you, you're you making it worse by throwing in these ridiculous previews. The only one that I went to, because I, was, I, I bought into the hype and I still enjoy the movie, was Tomorrowland, the movie. And we remember. That, I think, honestly, because Tomorrowland was the first one. We talked about this off mic. Tomorrowland was the first one. But Tomorrowland got a huge amount of people because people were excited for this movie, not realizing that the movie was not going to be good. And that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing though is it's like they saw that and they were like this is perfect we throw a preview in here it gets a few hundred people and, and these it's people, tomorrowland <laughs> yeah it, well they're like we've got new people that are gonna go see this movie but it's like no you don't you have people who are gonna see that movie no matter what like if i if you thought that me seeing the trailer for wreck it ralph 2 was gonna make me go you know what I guess I'm gonna see this movie now. No, I was gonna see Wreck-It Ralph 2 anyway. It just turns out that the movie was bad. And <laughs> no preview could have showed me how bad that movie truly was. Yeah, you remember that, um, they had like a Wreck-It Ralph thing, that arcade, and then... Yeah, like, I missed that. I might as well just put that right, right there. I was, yeah. I was thinking that the, too. The Tomorrowland Arcade, when they brought it back and it was Wreck-It Ralph, I didn't understand why they took it away. I'm like, there's no yeah. way that you were like, we're making more money by it being nothing. By closing right. it off. <laughs> Making it black walls. They should add Wreck-It Ralph in there, actually. That makes no sense. No, yeah, we, we've had this discussion at length where we're like, it's 
It would cost a little bit of money, but you're like, you have to realize that you would be getting more foot traffic through the area. I will point out the joke is we're, we're talking about bringing in more IP, but at the same time, the other part well, of that, that joke, <laughs> well, the other part of that joke is it's like, think of the Disney Renaissance, right? We've only gotten one attraction from that because, you know, you can count Festival of the Lion King in Disney World, which I don't, right. but it's like, we only have the Little Mermaid ride. We don't have a Beauty and the Beast ride. We don't have an Aladdin ride. We don't have a uh, Lion King, but then <laughs> we're discussing adding another new um, newer attraction. I, I don't know right. what you would call this new period of Disney animation, but it's like you're talking about making three now because you've already got a Frozen ride. We're getting a Tiana ride over Splash Mountain, and now we're talking about let's do Wreck-It Ralph too. <laughs> we'll just call it the Iger era. <laughs> yeah, the Iger Renaissance. <laughs> no, but uh, I think that would probably be the best way to go. Moving on from there, though, and number two... Oh yeah, so this is going to be the <laughs> controversial one, because I know one specific listener is not a fan of my concept on this, but Soarin' Over California to Soarin' Over the Horizon... Or the world. No. Like, just complete <laughs> garbage. Like, we, we were just talking about this off mic. The joke to me is that at DCA, uh, Disney California Adventure, they've been, they started doing in the last couple of years with, uh, you know... Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening and they were like we need to get traffic back over to DCA so they started doing this thing in the spring where they were like oh for a limited time from March to April we're going to bring back Soarin' Over California I'm telling you right now since they've changed it to Soarin' Over the Horizon I've been on Soarin' Over the Horizon twice once at Epcot and once at DCA never felt like I needed to rewrite it I hate one thing I hate that even though it's 4K, I don't like that the scene is stretched. I don't understand why it's stretched. So, like I said, I've been on it twice. I have been on Sword Over California since they've done the redo four times. And that's considering only twice have they brought it back for a limited run. And I've gone on it twice uh, in both those trips that I went in that time. But that's the true joke, is that Sword Over the Horizon is not something that I will stop and go on, but Soarin' Over California always was. It's not just a funny thought, but where they're like, guys, we need more foot traffic in DCA. Bring back Soarin' Over yeah. California. Bring back the old ride. Do you, do you think there's like at least one Imagineer who's like sitting there looking at everybody like, so can we all just agree that this failed then? Honestly, th and that is like a good point. I, I didn't even consider that. Is This is like one of the few times where it's almost like Disney's admitting that it didn't work. Uh, well, no, there's another one because, of course, uh, Tiki Room under new management, which goes switching back to Enchanted Tiki Room, is uh, a perfect example of them admitting fault. But like, this is a good example of that because you changed it over, but you're not getting the traffic that you were used to. So every once in a while, now you're like, for a limited run, once a year, we're gonna change it back to what it was. Well, it's kind of like what they do, and we're not talking about parades. But they'll just like randomly bring back Main Street Electrical Parade. Wait, we just did a whole yeah. episode. Of we're, yeah, we're like, we're like, dude, you're bringing it back. We we made fun of how many times they've tried to kill that parade. Uh, what is it? It's so far, it's killed. Uh, I know two off the top of my head: Spectro Magic. <laughs> oh no, uh, Spectro Magic, Light Magic, and uh, technically, I guess, Paint, Paint the Night. <laughs> I don't count Paint the Night though, because like I said I on the last on that they got episode, moved around. yeah, well. It's that they moved it over to DCA, but then they took it away, never really admitting what's going on. But the rumor is that it's coming to Disney World for Disney World's 50th anniversary next year, 
which I think makes sense because it's like you have this parade that you already know is a humongous hit. Why wouldn't you bring it over? I love Paint the Night. I do. I, and I will. I fully admit, and I said it last time, I was a hater before. But man, when I saw it, I was like, it became a parade that I stopped every time to watch. And that's, for me, and I've, uh, like I said, I said on the other episode, for me to stop for a parade is a huge deal. Yeah. Sensational was one of those. <laughs> Paint the night. <laughs> uh, I, I like the, the new one. I don't mind it. I mean, the main thing for me is like the beginning, like, and we talk about this in the other episode, but like the main intro, like of the sound, like it's, they still play it there. And I don't mind the world. I mean, I think it's so, pretty cool of, like, the whole so this China is, yeah. and all that right, stuff. Right. This is my complaint, is that it's another example of Disney trying to do less work and not admit it. Because what they did is they were like, how can we... Because, you know, the, famously, Soarin' Over California was such a big hit that they started bringing it over to other parks. But it was turning into that thing where guests were pointing out, they're like, why is this ride set in california because of course they just dropped the over california and everywhere except dca but everyone knew they were like this is california they're like why are these spots in california and instead of being like well how do we tailor this around this specific park they came up with the idea of oh what if we just make it a bland attraction where you just see all these like you know realistically quintessential tourist destinations around the world and then at the very end the tail end you just threw on top of it you know what whatever your specific land is i'll give it i think that part's fine but i just don't like the idea that they were like oh you'll see the great wall of china and a kite for some reason you'll see the serengeti and a cgi elephant you'll see antarctica and a cgi whale (laughs) and polar bears or uh you're gonna see the taj mahal uh, the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn, I'll give though. The Matterhorn and, um, I forget the name of the castle, but they show the castle that Disneyland's castle is based on. Those are two things where I'm like, those are direct referencing to Disneyland. I see Just you. for the sake of it. But I, I think, and I know we said it before, um, on a past episode, but I think what they should have done is they should have redone Soren where each park gets their own version of Soren that's tailored to their, where they are. I think that would be so much cooler, and it would be so much worth the wait. Uh, a, a note on that is Tokyo Disneyland did do that, because theirs is called Soren Fantastic Flight, and it's their own specific one, which goes on top of the thing of Tokyo Disneyland always gets the greatest things. I don't know mm-hmm. why. We are always screwed every time, but Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea is like, hey... What if we got our own one? And Disney's like, if you pay for it. And Oriental Land Company's like, yeah, right. man, as long as the ride is cool, we'll do it. You know, like, when you're saying about, like, changing it up, I mean, it's not like they're going to lose so much money. It's a drone, their camera, and, like, computer stuff. Like, it's not like they're wasting that much money just filming it, don't you think? No, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, it. what it was is they thought to themselves pretty blindly. They were like, how can we cheapen this by being, like, Yo, let's just make these specific destinations you would want to, uh, normal people would want to see. You know, you see the, uh, like I said, the Taj Mahal, and you see the, um, uh, the Eiffel Tower. And it's like, I don't need to see these. We live in Vegas. We have an Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) The stupidest thing. 
No, but you know, it, it's that thing. It's like, I'll give it to, I would guess also on top of that, think of Florida, right? It's like, how do you do a soaring over Florida? I mean, you're going to see a lot of Everglades. You're going to see a lot of racism. You're going to see a lot of alligators. <laughs> like, things you don't want to see. A lot of gators. <laughs> Universal too. Don't forget about that. No, they're just they'll, they'll fly over Universal. Yeah. Oh. They'll, pretend, they'll pretend like Orlando doesn't exist. <laughs> they'll just be like, you can see Kissimmee, Jacksonville. You're like, what? You just completely dropped over one of your tourists. Tampa Bay. You're yeah. like, uh, you know, you'll what? see Tom Brady for some. Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, a transition. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Michael Eisner hitting the golf ball, you'll have Tom Brady throwing a pass at the screen. Look, I'm already selling this to you. <laughs> Hunter's like, now this is the best I'm thing in. ever. Hunter's like, I will pay money for this. No, but uh, when you were saying, like, when they announced, like, oh, throwback, whatever, like, every time, like, you're right, like, it's probably been more time I saw more classic than the new one, but every time when there's, like, a big sign or something saying, like, hey, throwback, whatever, my wife and I are so excited, oh, let's just go on, let's go on. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, like we and didn't you, you guys you're know right. this, uh, of course, I know James, you know, he's our cousin, he knows this. Back in the day when we went to DCA and no one liked that place, that was the only ride that you legitimately waited a line for, was soaring over California. And partially it's because it's a slow loader and it doesn't fit a lot of people, but it's also because it was the only thing in that park that was popular. I remember we would wait over an hour every time we went in a park that we were waiting five minutes to get on Tower of Terror or California Screaming. Uh, back before I got sick off of rides. This guy. I don't like Poor rides. Old man. Soaring over California is about a bit too uh, adventurous <laughs> too <for> much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, with enough hate on Soren and Nathan's love of the new Soren, <laughs> we're going to move on to number one, which I, I think is a pretty much universal one, um, <laughs> but a universal hate, uh, hated redo, and that would be Fantasmic. So Fantasmic... In, uh, in the 90s, when I was growing up, I know James knows this because he and I grew up at the same time. We would go to Disneyland all the time. Our parents would bring towels with them and they would oh, yeah. scope out a seat, a seat for us for Fantasmic every night. And then they would be like, you guys just go ride rides and, you know, come back at this time. We'll uh, watch the show. And we would and we would watch the show. We watched the show so many times. I can quote it constantly. Oh, yeah. And then they talked about bringing in new IPs, and that's where you get in this dangerous territory, because Fantasmic is an amazing show, slash attraction, whatever you want to call it, but then you think of something like Fantasmic in Disney World, where they took out Peter Pan and replaced it with Pocahontas, and but they that's took fine, a, though. Well, they took away the snake and replaced it with Aladdin, because they were trying to shove in new IP over the stuff that was there, and they ended up getting a worse version of it. And that's like a widely regarded uh, thought is that they have a worse version. What, uh, especially since theirs is a theater instead of an actual river, their uh, steamboats, uh, the steamboat scene at the end, instead of having all the characters on it with the little ribbons, uh, it's just uh, Mickey on this small like steamboat that's supposed to be Steamboat Willie. But that's the thing is it's like every time they try to fix or uh, change Fantasmic to have new IPs, they just end up making it a little worse every time. I don't know. I disagree because when they updated of like the the dragon, the two with the dragon came I'm out. I'm talking about the dragon. I'm talking about when they replaced the IPs inside of it. Because yeah, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, and, and realistically, 
Yeah, uh, I know there's some people that are probably old and they remember that when Fantasmic hit, or when it came out, it already had new IPs in it because it included Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid inside it because those were two major hits. This opened in like, what, I think like 92 or something like that. So they were adding those in there already knowing that these are huge hits. But that was the thing is they threw those in there with just the romantic scene. They didn't like do a complete over, dude. They didn't like make the whole... They didn't replace the pirate scene with like, what if we just take the ship and it's Prince Eric attacking Ursula? And like, no, they didn't do that. They were like, no, it'll be Peter Pan because it's a throwback. Now what they did is they replaced that and they were like, what if it's Jack Sparrow? Because, you know, we're at the tail end of the Pirates of the Caribbean, which I know I made fun of that earlier, but this is another point. They love, Disney loves to jump on an IP at the way tail end of it where no one cares anymore. So they decide they're like let's throw jack sparrow in this thing and they could have done it well i know a lot of that and that we've discussed it on the podcast a lot of it was that there were things they wanted to do that didn't work realistically but i'm like you could have just lightened the scene because that's the thing is the scene is dark it's pretty dark because the idea was they wanted to projection map on the characters that they were uh, ghost uh skeletons and stuff and it didn't work so i'm like okay well what do you do then put the lights back on stupid and just make them pirates fighting each other and make it a point that that's Jack Sparrow because it is Jack Sparrow. We don't need it to be skeleton pirates for we need to go, I guess this makes sense now. <laughs> I mean, for for God's sake, we, we were all fine with this is Mickey's dream and for some reason it includes all IPs of Disney inside his dreams. Like, that's just a thing with him. He, he is the original IP. You know what's funny is, uh, for me, my biggest gripes were the pirate scene and then the overdramatic singing that didn't need to be added. <laughs> I the, think the I new, brought that up multiple times. Yeah, the new soundtrack is just bad. I, <laughs> I've refused to watch it. Um, <laughs> I, I have the CD in my car and it plays the old soundtrack. So like, The OG one, yeah. I just haven't watched the new Fantastic. And honestly... That last scene uh, with Steamboat Willie and all the the characters with the streamers, there's your IP right there. Yeah, you, you can literally add there. whatever character you want right there. You can have yeah, you can have Ray, Jack Sparrow, whoever yeah. you want. Just go for it. He's <laughs> shaking his head. He's like, shut up. It's true, but um, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Jack Sparrow is on there now because he's one of the characters. Uh, and then I don't know who the. I don't know who that character is to put the female character with him. That's another thing. They added a female character, and they don't really tell you who she is. She's just a weird damsel in yeah, distress. Like, like, is this a no one, un- yeah. <laughs> no one understands what's going on anymore. She's the redhead. <laughs> She's red. Oh no! <laughs> I don't even want to <laughs> discuss that. <laughs> no, but Too you know, uh, I know. And one thing with Fantasmic, and the reason why we bring it up also as number one, and this is the tragic tale of George is that George is a humongous fan of the original Fantasmic. Like, watches it on online, never experienced actually watching it. Because everyone always was like, no, I don't want to wait. And especially with the Fast Pass thing where you had to have a ticket now, it became a thing of, oh, whatever. And then the last time he tried to, uh, they decided not to. And then the next uh, thing we know, they announced that, oh yeah, by the way, it's closing, and it's gonna become new Fantastic. And it's gonna be reimagined. <laughs> and, and what sucks is that every time when we, like, get out of the parks or whatever, our last ride is mostly, like, either Haunted Mansion or Pirates, but, like, whenever we we leave, like, let's just say we get on Pirates, they go to the store, 
and like, I'll go out and like watch it. Like I watch parts and parts, and then that the day when we were gonna go watch it, like we got fast pass, we got everything. Yeah, I was so excited. Okay. My wife got sick. She got food poisoning, so we had to leave. Like, no, and I was no. like, whatever. Like that was our last day. Like whatever, I'll go next time. And nope, not anymore. Like, <laughs> I still so got the fast pass. It's closed. Like, <laughs> that's a shame. Yes. Poor guy. Well, these I don't like these these tickets anyways because I'm still pretty old school. Just camping there. <laughs> <laughs> that's my you, space. It is kind of a funny thought where you're like, man, we're never going to see that again. We're at 6 p.m. You've got like a family of 12 sitting in the front of Rivers of America and you're like, really? Already? Well, not even that. You just stick grandma there and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're right. There, there's like multiple schools on that. Uh, I can see why they want to get rid of that because they don't want people to be wasting their day, but it's like Disneyland is a local park. They, Those people don't care. Like, we're going to Disneyland because we go there all the time. We're not going there like, this is my one chance, my one shot. The, that was my one shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, that's why I haven't watched World of Color, like, more than a couple of times. I love of World of Color. And I love World of Color, too, but it's because I have now to a ticketed get event. a ticket. How dare you, sir? <laughs> World of Color has always been a ticketed event. And I fully enjoy waiting for it. But that one is more specific to they don't have room. So that's why they can't have you camping like you would. And part of the spot where they do the camping or where you would be doing camping is a uh, water fountain. So that wouldn't make sense either. <laughs> but uh, aside from you hating World of Color for no reason. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say like Fantasmic. It's, uh, Fantasmic is one of those things where it opened and immediately was a classic. And they tried to retheme it multiple times, as I said, and add in new IPs, and every time it's a failure. So you just go back to that thing where it's like, you just need to retool it and go back and truly, like, think to yourself, what is something that stands out? What is something that connects with people? Right. Like, who would complain? Like, you know what? We should just add this. What do you think? Well, the thing with the show, too, is, like, you don't go to a show and go oh man this is the same show it was last year no like you you're experiencing the show because you like seeing the live show no one is going to that stupid water world show and going you know what i hate is hey. that it's always based on water, water world, world the movie and don't, it's like no duh don't hate on that show that's a classic <laughs> you, you and your water world. <laughs> no but um i just that's, wanted to say all, i'm sorry that's all they have left man they don't have Terminator. Actually, yes, they don't have yeah. E.T. anymore. <laughs> they don't have Back to the Future. All of the, all of the good stuff that Universal had from the 90s is pretty much gone. <laughs> I'm just going to end that there. 